Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. I'm Lord Charles, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for the word that you have placed inside of our lives, Lord. And we just thank you that we have it, Lord, so we know what is right and what is wrong, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you are guiding us and talking to us, Lord, as your friends, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for the personal relationship that we have with you, Lord. That we can come to you as children, Lord, and that you will not turn us away, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Ephesians. And this morning, we are continuing our discussion, covering verses in chapter 5, verses 8 through 14. So, I would like to encourage you, whether you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, to take a moment, pause the episode, and read that section of scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles. Well, we left off in the last episode discussing verse 12 and how we were supposed to be examining ourselves. But we also see here that um, Paul is talking about others as well, meaning that it's not just ourselves. I would like to take us to Jeremiah 44. Um, let me flip there real quick. Ah, Jeremiah 44, verses 17 through 19. Actually, we'll start in 16. As for the word that she has spoken to us in the name of the Lord, we will not listen to you, but mm. we will certainly do it becomes more clear as we go on. <laughs> okay. Go but ahead. we will certainly do whatever has gone out of our own mouth to burn incense to the queen of heaven and pour out drink offerings to her as we have done. We and our fathers, our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem. For then we had plenty of food, were well off and saw no trouble. But since we stopped burning incense to the queen of heaven and pouring out drink offerings to her, we have lacked everything and have been consumed by the sword and by famine. The women also said, And when we burned incense to the queen of heaven and poured out drink offerings to her, did we make cakes for her to worship her and pour out drink offerings to her without her husband's permission? Then I'll read 20. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the people, the men, the women, and all the people who were given him that answer. And how this applies to us, we see here that um, the men, we see that the um, the women had already been doing this, and it says so inside the end of verse 19, and how it said they had done it secretly without their husband's permission. And the Lord was just reminding me here is that we're not supposed to be clinging on to what other people are doing wrong ourselves, which is what the men did. Originally, the men didn't understand what the women were doing, and then they clung on to what the women were doing that was wrong. Um, you see that in verse 19 where it says, um, offering to her without her husband's permission, and then... then um, the men were doing it themselves. And how when we take the perspective, we're supposed to be examining ourselves and 
we're also supposed to give all things to the Lord. And something that you and Dad often talk to us about, Mom, is that we're not supposed to be holding on to sin and waiting to enact it or making corrupt plans. And the same is true here is that we're not supposed to be holding on to the things that other people can do so that way we can do it later. Um, that's something that the Lord had to talk to me about often because I would call them out, but then I'd be guilty of doing the exact same thing. Sometimes even in the process of doing it as I'm calling them out. And how when we understand that the Lord is not looking for us to expose others or be quote-unquote righteous, but he's looking for us to be honest with him. We saw that throughout the Gospels that the people had to be honest about what was wrong with them so Jesus could heal them. As long as they tried to hide the symptoms and say there's nothing wrong, they were unable to be healed. Um, which we see that he talked to the Pharisees about inside of, um, I believe it's John, where he said that since you say you're not blind, you're accountable for all this. All these things because you said that you don't need help. And how when we come from the perspective of we don't need the Lord to knowing that we need him so that way we can fully deal with that um, actions inside of our lives and the root of it, then we'll be able to move forward truly as children of light. Okay. <laughs> so that was yeah. an interesting, I'll say, journey to get yeah, to I that was point. Like, oh, oh my. But, you know, let's just point out a couple of things with that and especially <laughs> with what happened in Jeremiah. Yes, the people had determined in their heart. Mm-hmm. And it starts in the heart, not mm-hmm. in the mind. Mm-hmm. It starts in the heart. And they say, this is what I'm going to do. And then mm-hmm. we're spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. And then your soul, your mind, will, and emotions gets behind that thing mm-hmm. and says, yep, I'm going to do it. Then your body participates with whichever one is stronger, your spirit or your soul. Mm-hmm. Whichever one is dictating and driving. Now they said that in Jeremiah's time, right? This is these are the actions that they are going to do, and they said they were going to stand by them. Now, you, you read in verse twenty, right? But it continues throughout the rest of the chapter, right? And he said, Jeremiah says, "Because you burn incense," and, be, and this is in verse twenty-three of Jeremiah forty-four. Because you burn incense, because you have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord and walked in his law, in his statutes, or in his testimonies, therefore this calamity has happened to you as at this day. And then he continues, of all these other consequences that are going to come as a result. So what proved out what was right? The manifestation of those things that the Lord spoke through Jeremiah. They thought they were doing one thing correctly, even though it was in opposition to the Lord. But the Lord, yes, yes he, he had already given signs that they were in opposition to him. Because when the Lord speaks, he first comes to us personally, individually. And if we refuse to listen, then he must send someone yes to speak to take every word of the matter into account but then if they still refuse to listen and the lord knows that right in an instant he knows the thoughts and intents of the heart so he said this is what's going to happen as a result of you insisting upon your way essentially paraphrasing mm-hmm. right let's just get down to the to the core right to the root of this mm-hmm. 
I said, no, we don't care what the Lord says. We're going to do this instead, even though the Lord has said it's an opposition to him. Mm -hmm. So then the Lord said, all right, this is going to come about as a result. And sure enough, what happened? All those things were made manifest. Yes. They, they came to be. So we've, we've said this, well, the Lord says it, but we have echoed, echoed that, that sin has consequences. They are death, spiritual and natural. Mm-hmm. You see that throughout scripture. But the Lord also says, choose life. Choose his way, his path. Right, again, going back to what we're talking about is walking in light. Don't even let these things that are in opposition to him be named among you. Now, people can accuse you of things all day long, but don't Mm -hmm. let them be found true, to be true in your life, to be a thing. Amen. And God is the judge. Amen. Don't let God find this in your life. Amen. You cannot hide your sin from him. Uh, Back to that Jeremiah 44 they were doing it secretly. Exactly. But yet God still knew. knew what they were doing secretly. And um, so the, the bigger thing is your walk is between you and God. That, that's the end, of the, the end and the beginning of it is between you and the Lord. However, there are going to be people as bystanders who observe what's happening. Didn't Jeremiah. Paul write that? And he said, you are our epistles read by all men. Mm-hmm. Just further proving your what you were just saying there. Amen. Know. And we're not living our lives so that someone can read us. We're living our lives so that God can find us. Right? Yes, Mom. Not wanting or lacking in any area. That he can find all things well and faith in us when he examines our life. But the people who are standbys are also going to observe things. It's a, a bypo- byproduct. Observe and then they are going to um, be inspired to live for God or... Not, right? Yes. yes. And that's between them and God. However, we should always be preparing ourselves and prepared for God's examination at any point, any moment. And um, I'll say final examination at any moment. Mm-hmm. He should always find us in faith as we're living our life, but we should live in such a way that God can at every moment speak concerning us. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Yes, Mommy. Promise you have something to share, sir. Yes, Deadly Shows, as you had said, that it's important for us to make sure that we're addressing the root. We also have to realize that with us addressing the root, we can't just address it once and then try to forget and say, well, I addressed it earlier. We also have to keep watch over it throughout our entire lives. We read, just concerning the children of Israel, inside of your example, we we read about how for a period that they would follow the Lord, then they would leave him. They would follow other gods. Mm-hmm. And how they weren't consistent with what they're doing. And how while we have to make that, once we make that final decision, we'll be able to work inside of the Lord. But if we don't enforce that decision, as Mario had said, then that one decision won't matter. Mm-hmm. And all those other minor decisions afterward will infor- will show that we actually made that decision. Hmm. Amen. The, remember, God doesn't think like we do. He is the ultimate judge. 
the ultimate determiner of all things, and he judges according to his standard and his metric. So back to that example in Jeremiah 44, they thought they were right, mm-hmm. but God said, no, you're not. He, and they made a vow, and they, they said, well, we made a vow. We're going to stick to it because, right, technically the Lord says, keep your vows. Honor your vows. Right? Sure. So they're trying to uh, come at God with a technicality but a twisting of what he's saying, think they're going, thinking they're going to convince God that they're right because they knew exactly who he is. But wait, right? they violated the first vow, which was to the Lord, that they were his people. So in all things, just keep in mind that God is the one who judges, and we have to live our lives according to the standard that he's already set. Not try to come up with our own thing and want God to bow down and acknowledge what we're doing in a way that it's equal to what he said. No, either we're doing it or we're not, right? Yes. yes. So and I know that sounds harsh, but this is, this is just the truth of the word. So receive that and accept it in love because God is God and there is no other. Go ahead, Layla. Something that the Lord showed me of verse 14, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light, shows us that Mm -hmm. it's not in and of of ourselves that we can accomplish these things, that we can put off the old man and, you know, tend and keep the garden of our lives that the Lord has given each and every one of us or anybody else that we have, um, authority over here in the natural like example you and dad have authority over us because we're your kids Mm -hmm. and and it shows the lord is going come to me back to verse 10 finding out what's acceptable to the lord you you first have to come to him it's very hard to find out what's acceptable to someone without asking them an example like when i learned cooking in the kitchen earlier today we were um, working on ribs and I had made the little base wrong. I thought it was just vinegar, onions, and water. And then when mommy, you came into the kitchen, you told me I needed sugar. And when I put it in there, it smelled totally different. Now, previously I had made ribs before and I couldn't figure out why they tasted so nasty. They didn't taste the way mommy had made them the first time that she showed me how to cook, but <laughs> <laughs> they weren't nasty, but something was missing. Sure. Go ahead. Honey. And if I had been unwilling to listen to your guidance, mommy, and to find out what was acceptable etiquette in the kitchen and how to how to make the recipe and how to do these things, then I still would have fallen short and I would have had the same outcome. The same thing applies to spiritual matters unless we're willing to find out what God has to say about it. And mommy. <laughs> so, so I just had a vision of you teaching your kids how to cook nasty food. <laughs> mommy. Just... Not a vision from the Lord, but a little little play episode in my right. mind. Sorry. Ugh. So I was just it's laughing at that. Moment. But God is able. He stepped in. He saved you mm-hmm. and your future generations. Yes, mom. All as well. And so the same thing applies in spiritual matters unless we're willing to come to the Lord to humble ourselves and go, all right, Lord, and admit, I don't know everything. I don't even know half the stuff that I think I know. Lord, please show me. (laughs) Teach me your ways and your thoughts, just like David prayed. Unless we're willing to come to that point and to remain in that point, then we can never progress past the infantile things of don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat. Mm -hmm. We can never grow past that and we can never mature. And then we can't turn around and blame God and go, Lord, this is your fault because you didn't feed me right. No, you didn't come and seek him. Seek him while it's early, while he could still be found, not Mm -hmm. when it's too late and you're in the throes of reaping the consequences of whatever you've 
open yourself up to, like the children of Israel and Jeremiah that you mentioned, the Charles. And when you mm-hmm. read what happens to them, none of them made it out of Egypt except for a few that clung and remained its remained steadfast in the word of the Lord that went back to the land of Judah. Everybody else was dead, and not because of God. It was because of their, of their they would not find out what was acceptable to the Lord. They would not remain. They chose to depart and go. Well, my way is just as good as yours, God. So let's see who. Let's really see who's God. Is it me or is it you? And of course, it's always has been, is, and always will be the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to back up from that and build something. Um, we look inside our verse thirteen of it, Ephesians five. Yes, Ephesians 5, verse mm-hmm. 13. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, whatever makes it, for whatever makes manifest is light. And what we see here is that Paul is getting at the fact that we can't examine ourselves of ourselves. Meaning that we, if we're too busy trying to find out flaws in ourselves, we'll fail to see it. I know I've looked at myself multiple times and have only seen the good. <laughs> and go, yes, I'm doing good. What's selective vision? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. and uh, we see that everywhere. If we go back to the example of Moses, he was unable to see what he did wrong. Mm-hmm. He was constantly reminded of what they did wrong and how they provoked him to do mm-hmm. what was wrong. And he did not take ownership of or acknowledge that he made his own decision and he did something of his own volition, which is why God said, "I'm talking to you, sir." <laughs> when <laughs> when it came to God correcting him on that. God didn't go around to everybody else. He spoke to Moses because Moses was the one to be blamed, if you will. He was the one at, it was Moses' fault that Moses made the choice that Moses made. So Moses couldn't blame somebody else for the choice that mm-hmm. Moses made on Moses' own account <laughs> by his own <laughs> volition. <laughs> Moses made it. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But how when we understand that it's only the Lord who can reveal things inside of our life and he reveals it through various manners and means um we see that inside of jesus's ministry he didn't always just go around flipping over tables and pointing at people's faces but he did things that were that allowed them to see the light so that way they could understand and actually move forward and when we have the perspective of lord you're going to be the one who reveals these things to me reveals these issues to me instead of us trying to find it in ourselves. And we see here that, um, for the example, mommy, that you gave with Paul and how he had to continue to move forward, it was because the Lord revealed it to him what he was doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Originally, he with Barnabas, the example with Barnabas, he thought he was justified in cutting Mark out because Mark had deserted them. And he cut it, yeah, and he was happy to cut both of them off <laughs> in that situation. He was willing to do it, and we know that he was willing to do it because he did it. Right. Okay. Yes. yes okay. Rolling. Sorry. I'm just being straightforward there. He was okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how he thought he was in the right for doing so because he was technically doing what seemed right to our flesh, to humanity. But what we have to go by is not what seems right to us, but what seems right to the Lord. What is right to God? Because there's no murky. It seems like seems yes. means there's a question about it. Yes. Seems means there's uncertainty and you're you're making a educated guess. Maybe you're taking a stab at it. But God knows what's right. Pardon me. I'm a little bit spunky today. Hold on. Let me, let me get myself together. But no, God knows what's right. Absolutely. Amen. Hands down. So you were saying, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Charles, so sorry. I just jumped in there on you, baby. For, I'm sorry. For verse 13, right? It's about what's being made manifest. 
But what's he talking about being made manifest? His goodness, his truth, his love. The Lord lighting up your life, right? Verse 14, which you brought up, Layla, is a paraphrase of Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 2. Hmm. But for the, um, well, so just so we can get the full context, right? We're going to read the first three verses. So Isaiah 60, first three verses say this. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Right, that's, that's the verses that are paraphrased. But let's also read the third verse. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. So let's understand this in full, right? Isaiah chapter 60 is, is talking about the Gentiles coming to the Lord, right? Yes. But what is the light of Israel? The Lord. Jesus. It's the Lord. It's Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Messiah. The Christ, right? Amen. So let's put it in context of what we're reading here because this, this is how Paul was led to write this. He's talking about walking in the light, walking in the character, nature, attributes, the ways of our Lord and Savior, just as he walked, being conformed to his image. That being the light, or as John describes in the Gospel of John, he was the light, and he was that light was the light of all men, right? Yes. Now, that's also what we're called or conformed to, called to conform our image and walk in, right? Yes. His light shining in and through us. And that's what people see. Right? Talking about even in the darkness, the people have seen a great light. Yes? It was talking about our Lord. And it's talking about how in here, in Isaiah 60, about a darkness falling over the land, but also the people. Right? The whole, darkness covered the whole earth and the people, but yet that light is still seen. Well, seen by how? Those that are walking in it. Walking in the light as he, Jesus, walked in the light. Yes. That's who and what they should be seeing in and through our life and our manner of walk and speech. Another example would be David. Yes, he was used by the Lord to slay Goliath, the giant, right? Yes. But then he was brought into the palace. And yes, he had already been anointed to be king. However, how did he walk? Because this brings us to where we're going next with this, right? Mm-hmm. Walking in wisdom. Mm-hmm. He, the light of the Lord shone in and through him, which is why the Lord anointed him. He had a heart after the Lord. Okay? Yes. Yeah. But even the report from those in the kingdom that Saul was over was about David and how he was wise and he was if you will, I'm going to paraphrase, but he was eloquent, he was well-spoken, he was articulate, he was, he was very, um, he behaved as an official, as an ambassador, right? He didn't bring yes. shame or discredit upon the kingdom under Saul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was proven and demonstrated by all. And, yes, he was a tactician. 
He was, he was very analytical, all right? All these great and amazing things that spoke that could be used to bring about, I'll say peace, but to bring about the, the glory of God in every situation, great or small, pressing or, I'll say, in a generalized sense, right? Yes. Isn't that exactly how we are, are called and supposed to be used? Isn't that exactly what we see? As we, if we study out the ministry of Christ on the earth, it didn't matter the situation or circumstance. The glory of the Lord shone through in everything that he said and did. Yes. That's how we are called to be. Now, again, as I was saying, there's a, a next step, right? We have to walk in the light. And then it's also, there's a walking in wisdom aspect to this. And the wisdom is not our own wisdom, and it's not out of books, and unless it's the one book we're talking about is the Bible. Amen. And even then, the Lord has to reveal those things to you. His mm-hmm. wisdom, mm-hmm. not earthly, sensual, demonic wisdom. So that'll be where we, we go to next, learning how to walk in divine, heavenly wisdom, or the wisdom that only comes from above. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that you give us light and life, Lord, that you give it to us freely and in abundance, God. We thank you for the mercy and the grace that you have shown to us, Lord, in giving us an opportunity to be your sons and daughters, Lord. We thank you for all that you have imparted to us this morning, Lord, the strength that you've given our spirits, our souls, and our bodies, Lord, to continue in the work that you have laid before each and every one of our feet. God, we bless your name, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.